Dawn, some of our shows are about kink, some about polyamory, and some about swinging. That's why we're telling everyone that they can find what they're looking for at swingtowns.com. No matter what your style of non-monogamy looks like, open relationships, swinging, polyamory, kinky, or just open-minded friends, whatever your unique relationship style, Swingtowns is the place to connect with people like you. Discover open-minded people around you. Swing Towns finds people and connects you in seconds. You could connect with locals nearby or anywhere in the world. Get a free account and see for yourself. Head over to www.swingtowns.com slash erotic and sign up now. And friend us when you get there. Go to www.swingtowns.com slash erotic and look for our actual personal use account called Both Dan and Dawn. We'll We'll see see you there. there. This week on Erotic Awakening. Gestures of complete submission. Diaper play. And Pornhub 2021 data. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening. When? Right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast is grateful to the support of our patrons who receive ad-free early access to the podcast as well as other perks. Thank you to all of our supporters. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. <laughs> you argued that we didn't do that last time. I, I think did. that we did. So you're lucky that we have to start over, I guess. Oh, did we double it up? Because I didn't hear I think the so. First yes. Time. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about all kinds of stuff, um, including we got some more feedback on the Obedience app. Nice. We have a fantastic interview about diaper play, which is a fetish you and I know very little about. So it was great to have someone come in and, and explain how they do it. That yep. was awesome. As well, as you say that as if we do it, but someone else is explaining how they do it. Right. No, we don't do that. I know we don't do that. But, you, well, you'll see in the interview that someone was recommending, nearly assuming that I was going to get into CBT because of diaper plane. We'll explain oh, that no, in a no, minute. No. <laughs> um, you made a comment and they got all excited. <laughs> I know. As well as a variety of other things, including four new fetishes. But Dawn, we're going to start off with, and little do our podcast listeners know, this is take two because of a dead battery. So you've had a chance to think about this now a little bit. <laughs> I have, but I came up with a good idea. So good. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. So you're in a new relationship with a new Dom. And this Dom says... I am? <laughs> well... I'm not. I got on OkCupid okay the other day and I said, well, yeah, and I logged into your account. That's not important now. You're in a new relationship with a new Dom. Okay. And this Dom says, you know what? I as soon, if we continue along this trajectory, mm-hmm. I will consider you worthy of a collar. But when I do that, I want to see from you a gesture of complete an intimate gesture, intimate gesture of complete submission. So, yeah. What are you going to do? I don't know. See, and we did. We talked about that before the dead battery, right? And you brought up some good points in that, um, you know, what is intimate? Mm-hmm. What is intimate to this couple, right? What is submission to this couple? What is, you know, these things? And without knowing all of that, the first thing that I came up with was, and the only thing that was in my head was to kneel naked in front of the dominant in a posture of submission, a posture of, I don't know that word. Supplication. Supplication. Mm -hmm. So, and when I think about that, I think about like formal slave positions or, um, which are usually derived from Gorian positions. And um, so it would be like 
on the knees, but naked and forehead on the floor sort of thing. So um, that's the only thing that came to mind. And then I got to thinking, oh, well, what about something offering something to the dominant that's yes. kind of like scary? So let's say I was scared of knife play. Not that it was a limit, but that I was scared of knife mm -hmm. play, right? And you knew that. And I knelt before you and handed you a knife. Yeah. Right? And I thought that was a fantastic gesture, intimate gesture of complete submission. I thought right. that was along the right lines. It could be it could be maybe I'm scared of bondage. Maybe I'm scared of being tied up. So I'm kneeling, right? right. Naked kneeling, if that's their thing, and offer a pair of handcuffs right. or a pair of you know, anything like that. It doesn't have to be edge play, it doesn't yep. have to be a knife. The uh parts that we chewed on, and I got this um question from someone that we met recently and I will um, ask their permission to use it on the podcast before you people hear this or see it. Um, so one of the problems is, right, what is the gesture? What is submission to the person? So we chopped it mm -hmm. up a little bit. First off, gesture, that's going to be a physical act. Right. But do you, is your DS relationship, is it a power exchange 24-7 or is it just a bedroom? Is it just sexual? If it's a and we say just sexual, not that that's a bad thing, right? Right, right but that's what it's but based on. But it could on. be a limitation, yeah. If it's a sexual relationship and you're looking for that intimate gesture, I said some kind of cock or pussy worship. If it's more of a emotional intimacy you're looking for, I like what you said. Also, I thought I will offer them a secret, offer them something you. Don't ever tell anybody. And yet maybe you're worried to tell somebody about, right? Maybe you have mm. weird dreams about spaghetti and you're afraid people will <laughs> act weird if they mm -hmm. know that about you. Offer them something like that. That's what they're, that's what my thinking is. Something got to. vulnerable. Yeah, something vulnerable. Yep. Whether it's a, a secret or an, a gift or a, a something. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's deep. Deep stuff. That's deep stuff. Um, beyond that... We wanted to mention, just real quickly, we got some great feedback on our episode about with the Obedience app. Mm, mm -hmm. um, as it happens, Brainy Girl and Alter Ego NYC uh, wrote in. Actually, it was Brainy Girl that wrote in because Alter Ego NYC said, do this thing. And apparently, they told Brainy Girl to do this thing via the Obedience app. So mm -hmm. they had mentioned that there's a lot of, that there's custom tasks that you can set up. Uh, as well as rewards, um, that it's been a very positive addition to for them for a long distance relationship with their dom. Um, remote sub management is the term they used, and I thought that was a really cool uh, term to use. Um, they do use uh, the paid version because it gives them an unlimited number of habits. To torture me with, that's a quote. <laughs> and uh, also can set up reminders for individual tasks as well. Uh, punishment can be built in as well as well as losing points. So very much appreciate that additional information. A little bit more to know about the Obedience app. If you are using the Obedience app, if you've got an opinion, feel free to write us in. Let us know. We'll add that in here as well. Awesome. I like to hear about new things. So we do have our little interview, actually a very lengthy interview, about um, diaper play and why I'm not going to do CBT, <laughs> which somehow got thrown in there. We have four <laughs> more fetishes, um, and we have books on sale. 
mention real quickly. It's today it is today when is you the... uh, when you listen to this old podcast, listeners. Um, it's probably going to be Christmas Eve when I put this out. Is that the 24th? Um, 23rd? 20, you're probably putting it's it out on the really, 23rd. Yes, it's going to be really close to Christmas time. And you're probably thinking, oh, you know who I forgot to get Christmas gifts for? My... Um, poly partner? My Well, <laughs> if you forgot to get Christmas gifts for your poly partner, there's a different level of counseling. <laughs> but what about all your metamors? And what about mm-hmm. your metamors, metamors? And what about other people in your poly circles? What are you going to get them for Christmas? Exactly. So we have the poly books on sale through Amazon, the Kindle versions. Mm-hmm. So those don't have to be shipped or anything. They're, they're all digital, and they are on sale right now for $5 a piece. So That's the Polyamory, the polyamory toolkit, toolkit and the Polyamory, polyamory Dating, dating guide. guide. Wow, we did that together. <laughs> That's very good fancy. So we wanted to mention that real quick. Um, Dawn, you want to go into our fetishes next? We can, but I'd also like to mention that we have an event coming up. We're actually going to be teaching in person. So, Shh. why? Finish saying what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to sleep so, through it. You're going to sleep through it. So, on January 28th, we are going to be teaching at Anon MS <laughs> up in Rhode Island. The reason I slept through that is not because I'm not looking forward to it. Very much looking forward to it. Actually, we had just, just last night, two nights ago, we were at the, the Woodshed which is a fantastic place oh, based yeah, in Orlando, in Orlando. Uh, Florida, visiting with Master Cecil and mm-hmm. Darcy. And we happened to run into some friends there, and they were telling us how Anonymous was one of their favorite mm-hmm. top three events they've ever been to. So we are looking forward to going. But the reason I was sleeping is I don't have to listen to the upcoming event announcements. I sleep right through them. That is true. Because... So- because I keep up with all the events, books, news, <laughs> discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And you also got your EA shout out. So I did get your EA shout out by heading over <laughs> to eroticawakening.com. Yes, yes. Like <laughs> Nikki from Jacksonville did, Laura from Connecticut, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Jared from Minnesota. Fantastic. And Dan. From Florida at the moment. Got my EA shout out too. Did we mention we had dinner with friends last night? No. So we we not only did we see uh, Master Cecil and Darcy in Orlando Saturday night. So at the woodshed, we had friends, uh, the Barrick and Sheba Mm -hmm. from Columbus. So uh, former co-directors of the Columbus space. They were in Florida and drove over to have dinner with us last night. And we walked the beach and took pictures and uh, it was so much fun. It was, it was a great time. Uh, They posted that out on their Instagram. If you'd like to see some pictures, Mm -hmm. but um, it's really neat because it's really difficult. Well, actually it's not been so difficult. So it's been one of the fun things about the podcast as we've gone to RV living Mm-hmm. And you may even hear the rain outside right now, which is just part of RV living. Um, if we don't like it, we'll pick up and move someplace where it's not raining. Exactly. We'll probably just wait a couple hours for it to pass by. Probably but so. <laughs> we don't often get to say, I was going to say, we don't often get to say we went out to dinner with friends. Right. But the nice thing is, what that what we're really saying is we don't, oft, we don't often get to go out for dinner 
with friends from Ohio. Right. But the nice thing about RV living is we've had dinner with oh, a bunch of new friends. We've had yeah, we've had dinner with um, a couple, and now I don't remember. I think we've got permission to say their names. A couple from Kentucky, a couple from South Carolina, mm-hmm. um, here in Florida. So yeah. you know, and and just great friends. Yeah, it's really neat to run into to people that you've interacted with. Or even people that you met via the podcast right. that just said, you know, let's hang out for a little bit. Um, very much appreciate all those interactions so far. If you are anywhere in the Florida area, we're going to be like circling Orlando for the next four or five weeks. At least, yeah. Four, five, not more. six. Four, five, or six before we start heading north again. Yep. So please reach out. We'd love to break bread with you. Um, other than that, Dawn, let's mm-hmm. talk about... Oh, I think we're just about to our interview. Well, we got fetishes, and we have to talk about Pornhub. Let's do Pornhub. All right. So, um... Why do we have to talk about Pornhub? Well... Pornhub is better to watch, (laughs) isn't it? That is true. So, Ohio Hedgehog sent me a link, and this is really kind of interesting. So, it's the most searched for terms in 2021 on Pornhub. Okay. And I found that uh, some of the stuff I look for is some of the terms that showed up. I, I believe you said that you contributed to this poll. I, I certainly did. So um, it seems that, let's see if I can scroll to the top here, um, dig into the data. There was some place, a huge news. The huge news from 2021 has to be Hente. Hentai or hentai, and I know I always pronounce it wrong, overtaking Japanese as the world's most searched for porn term. Hmm. So, and if you guys remember, uh, hentai, hentai means uh, uh, tentacles, <laughs> tentacle sex, tentacle porn, um, all that kind of stuff. Are you going to look up the, the actual no. name? Nope. Okay. Or the actual thing. So, it's quite an honor and a category that other people have zero experience with. Um, let's see. Penay searches a woman of Filipino origin or descent was up big time, moving up into the top five, which is a massive move. I don't know that one. Mm -hmm. I did not know that was a popular thing. Yep. It's been battling against such heavyweights as ebony, Asian, threesome, big ass, and Latina. So, um, but the ones that are at the top are hentai. Okay. Japanese, okay. Lesbian, okay. Milf, Pinay, Asian, Stepmom, Anal. Anal, what the hell? You should be way up higher than that. You know people <laughs> are looking for that. Um, ebony, Big Ass, Massage, and then it goes on from there, right? I so, am super surprised that Massage is in the top ten. Yeah, Massage is up there. Um, anime is lower than that. Big Tits, BBC, and Gang Bang are all lower than some of this other stuff. That's, that's, okay. I'm looking at what I look for. <laughs> I look for Big Tits. I look for BBC. I look for Gang Bang. I look for Squirt. All of that's down here kind of low, though they've come up. Cosplay is on here. Sorry, I attributed to that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then some of these words, I don't know what they mean, but... Um, Which is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And then they say that the top trends of the year, how-to video traffic was up 244% yeah. from 2020. 
that uh, YouTube um, went way up in the how-tos. And it's probably because people can't go to live events right now, right? Mm. So a lot of people are going to be looking on YouTube and things like that. Some people have probably picked up Fifty Shades of Grey for the first time, and now they want to do the things, but there's nothing in person. Um, let's see, the most researched porn star. And then the searches that define 2020, hentai is still up there. Uh-huh. Number one search on Pornhub. Uh, romance is up there. 139% increase. Bromance is up 288% among Pornhub's gay male visitors. So group sex, fitness, swapping, challenge. So these are all just where it's showing differences, things that have changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, pretty neat. But how-to is up by 245%. What are some of the how-to terms people are searching for? How to squirt. Okay. How to eat pussy. How to suck dick. I know how to do one of three of those things so far. How to put on a condom. Fabulous. I'm going to have to look that up because we're doing okay Cupid again and I need to be reminded yes. how to put on a condom. Um how to last longer. How to finger myself. How to shave balls. Ugh, manscaping. <laughs> the most unnecessary. <laughs> Let's keep going though. I don't know. I don't know. How to make a bil- a dildo, how to find the G spot and how to make her come. Huh. So I don't think those are, are those don't strike me as particularly different type of terms. That's you know, I'm, I'm not surprised by any of those except for how to make a dildo. I don't know that I've. Got... Yeah. So, but maybe some people aren't wanting to shop right now and they want to know how to make a dildo. Very cool. So, but yeah, there's the most searched for terms. Um, yeah. Oh, then by country, by category, mm-hmm. very interesting stuff. Great stuff. So I like to know that I'm on the list. Oh, wait, look at that. Most search form terms in the United States. Oh, and Thai is still up there. Lesbian, MILF. And then down here somewhere in the list, like number 20 or something. Oh, I contributed to that one too. Cartoon. Oh. <laughs> um, Glory Hole Fortnite. That's the video game, right? Yeah, maybe that means people have made videos about it. That what a surprise! Squirt, trans, and scissoring. You know what scissoring is, right? Yes, I know what scissoring is. (laughs) Well, since you've got our minds thinking that way about that, okay. Since you've got our minds thinking about that, let's start talking about. Let's do our four uh, four finishes that we're going to talk about, and then we will get into our interview on Mm -hmm. diaper play. Awesome, Don. I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about? Body inflation. Body inflation. The practice of inflating or pretending to inflate a part of one's body, often for sexual gratification. You know, I wonder if this body inflation, I wonder if this is what I've seen before, where people use saline solutions. Yes. And they like will use it like in a guy's balls mm-hmm. or something like that and inflate his balls. Or if it's where I like to have my clit pumped. Mm-hmm. And if I can get my pussy lips pumped and my clit pumped and it makes everything more sensitive, that rocks. And for those that don't know, the, the clit pump is a little pump that you put over the clit. and you, Yeah, you, literally. Yeah, and you, you suck it and if the clit starts growing and growing and growing, it gets bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And then when you take the, the, the pump off, you've got this massive big clip sitting there. Yeah, but it's it's suction that does that, right? Mm-hmm. So right. so it's, it's, it's the suction that does it. So I, I actually enjoy that. And I know the people that use the saline solution in the balls, they really like that too. So um, 
Is it a kink? Is it a fetish? No, of mine. Is it a kink? It's fucking hot. I would put that on my list of kinks, actually. Because I like the, the sensitive... The sens- sensitivity? Sensitivity? Sensation? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I like all that. What okay. about you? Do you want your balls inflated? No, but I do like <laughs> using the um, the little clitty pump mm-hmm. um, and other suction-type toys. It's a little weird for me because I don't know exactly know what it feels like. Obviously, really? I don't know what it knows to... to but even your nipples, right? We used to have the snake bit kits mm-hmm. that we used to suction on your nipples. Right. I don't really know what it feels like, but I kind of like playing with it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call it a fetish, per se. No. So I, I enjoy. It's kind of like uh, icing on the cake sort of stuff. Sure. It's not stuff that has to be done to, to bring me off. Yep. Okay, so what about bondage? Restraint of a person, either by physical item, cuffs or rope, or instruction known as mental bondage. It can be full body, like vacuum beds or suspension, or involve a single body part, like, oh, they're considering blindfolds, such as eyes with a blindfold, mouth with a ball gag, wrist, or even thumbs. So I'm going to say blindfolds and ball gags are not bondage. I don't think so either. I'm modifying their description. Okay. Um... I like the fact that they included mental bondage because I do a mm-hmm. lot of that. I do a lot of hold still mm-hmm. and put you in a position that says, I, I want you to hold still. Right. When I do do bondage stuff, I don't do rope per se, but I use cuffs and such. And I generally um, I generally enjoy it depending on the partner. If the partner, if you, if you put them in bondage and they're like, oh, okay, cool, I'm in bondage. I'll just lay here in bondage. Um is one thing versus if they are actively squirming, trying to get away, and the bondage prevents that. That's hot. Mm-hmm. That's hotter than... Um, but I also, I very much like the, the mental bondage as well. Yeah, so, because you've kind of taught me mental bondage mm-hmm. at this point. You don't have to I would all about, I'm going to say, yep, I'm going to put that as, a, that as a fetish. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. nice. You want me to struggle next time? I don't usually struggle. He's actually taught me how to... Because I, oh, because I have to mentally struggle. For me, when we do stuff like that, or like when you do takedown, play with me and things like that, I don't usually struggle. But mentally, I have to struggle. Sometimes I have to tell myself, don't fight back, don't fight back, don't, you know, don't resist. He's not looking for me to get away. He's looking for me to submit. So here is a... A fantasy of mine, which is why I'm going to say it's a fetish, because I have this fantasy, right? Okay. I take the person and I tie their wrist up mm-hmm. to, a, a, you know, a rope of some sort, and then there's a, a pulley overhead. Okay. Right? And then I pull the hand up, like that. And then I tease them and play with them so much that they're dying to touch themselves. So I give some of the rope, some of the rope, some of the rope. Oh. And then when they're just about to touch themselves, I, I hold it just enough that they can't. So to have somebody so turned on that they're willing... To play with themselves, and then and that they have to actually fight to touch themselves. That's pretty hot. That's that is so. Hot. Therefore, I'm going to go fetish. All right. Wow. So and of course, bondage is one of the first things that a lot of us think about, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of my beginning porn 
was about bondage. Now, one of the things I couldn't understand, and I actually had an argument with a guy on IRC 20-some years ago, in that he showed me a picture of this woman all tied up, and she was, like, folded over, and uh-huh. her legs were, and everything was tied closed. Right. And I'm like, well, why would you tie someone like that? That makes no sense to me. And he's trying to explain to me, and it just wasn't, I mean, obviously, he enjoyed it. I didn't get it. For me, bondage is about, at least for me, about being spread open. Right. Right? Not about hiding things, but about exposing things. And, of course, that's not why everybody does it. Sure. Some people just like it for the restriction. Some people just like it so that they, they can't get free. Yep. Right? But um, there's something about being bound with legs open, knees open, everything open so that you can't. Though the cling wrap... That's bondage, yeah. too. Yeah. Holy cow. That is definitely one of my things. I love the cling wrap. The you cling do? wrap. Mm, people are probably going to picture me like cling wrapped as a mummy. Picture me cling wrapped as a mummy standing up in a suspension frame mm-hmm. with web web bondage. Right. So, like, the cling wrap goes to the thing so that I can't move forward right. or backward. That's it. Okay. So, lots on bondage. Hmm, more than I thought. Uh, Dawn, how do you feel about body modification? Now, this is... Not your standard body, but this is kink for as a variety of body modification. Anything changing the appearance of the body with tattoos, piercings. Here they're talking about saline injections, which we just talked about. I could see where right. that would be body modification. Modification, too. except that it's not permanent. Um, so, Or even, and here they're going like, they're including in their body modification things such as lip sewing. Huh. So they've got a wide variety of stuff. And as a kink, I mean, I know I got our initials. Our initials are tattooed on me. Sure. So, but wasn't a kink. Right. No, that was more of a a claiming. Um, But that's a kink, right? Power exchange and claiming and stuff like that. My tattoos aren't really kink, Mm -hmm. even though I like the pain of getting a tattoo. That was more spiritual stuff. Nipple um, piercings? The nipple piercings. Holy cow. That was definitely kink. And why don't they have other piercings in here then? Because I definitely like needle play and piercings right. and stuff like that. So, God. I'm just going to go meh on body modification. I'm well, a- that doesn't surprise me, right? And But I used to be interested in, like, um, cuttings mm-hmm. and things like that. I've changed my mind with the cuttings after seeing them. I don't know that I want that much permanence on my body in case I change my mind. With cuttings, though I'm okay with tattoos. Right. And, I mean, the piercings I ended up taking out um, because they were too sensitive. And so, no, not a, not a, uh, not a fetish, but it could absolutely be a borderline kink. Mm-hmm. If so, if I was doing it with someone that was totally into it, that is borderline, borderline kink. Okay. So, huh. Neat. We actually talked about. Oh, that one's next, actually. So, um, branding is next. Marking someone with a symbol, word, etc. Typically uses a heated object. What? Oh. I was going to say, people need to grow up on this one. That's... No, you don't do that. Um, typical use, typically uses a heated object, such as a metal hanger, to produce the brand. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't use a metal hanger. It's covered in a coating. Oh. You don't want to do something... Even like paper clips and mm-hmm. stuff. People used to use paper clips. It's covered in a coating and that shit's going to stick to your skin. So it's actually not very healthy to use something like that. We were just teaching classes at the 
Carolina Coastal Fetish Fair. Mm-hmm. And one of the classes we didn't get to see, but was is we were told is exceedingly popular, is cold branding, mm-hmm. where it's using. Um, I think it's Freon? dry ice. Dry I think ice? it's dry ice. Anyway, I've seen it that done before actually at an AIS event. So not a kink of mine. Not a, um, we actually thought about it before I got yeah. the tattoo, and then realized that with branding, especially with heated items, that you can't control how the skin heals. And right. Because you can't control how the skin heals, you really don't know what you're going to get. Yep. So um, that's why we steered free, uh, clear of the brandings. But you can do brandings with um, violet wands. There's been people that have done brandings yep. with violet wands. Um, people that actually use brand strikers, right? Real brands do that. You have to be careful with not doing a like a complete circle because that'll kill off your, your yes. skin in the middle. There's so many things to think about with branding that um, as hot as I thought it was to begin with that you were going to brand me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the physical problems with it just, yeah. We, we didn't feel like it was the right thing to do. I got a tattoo instead. Yep. So so we're going to move into our interview on diaper play. Fantastic interview mm-hmm. that it is. I've got a uh, real quick before we get into that. I want to mention that Trover sent me an octopus chest tattoo. It was very cool. <laughs> it did not. That's for me. No, I've decided that the, I'm oh, in the it could be food on boobs though. Well, it's tentacles on the boot. Oh, it was so pretty. And we definitely got, I did get more cupcakes on boobs recently, and I apologize. I don't remember who sent that to me. So cool. We'll have to look that up and see. So always fun. Maybe somebody should send you Christmas cookies or Christmas shaky thingies. The, the, the shaky thingies. They go on cookies. Sprinkles? Yeah. Sure. Things. Sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll take the shaky thingies on the shaky thingies. <laughs> Sprinkles. Recording this particular episode of the podcast, we have covered a lot of kinks. A lot of kinks. Well, we've been doing this almost 13 years. There's been a lot to cover, but. Recently, we got a uh, message from somebody who says, I've got a kink you haven't talked about before. And I said, Bah, whatever. <laughs> but actually, <laughs> this is one we haven't talked about before. Uh, we want to welcome Miss Mei Ling onto the podcast, a pro dominatrix in Las Vegas. And you are going to tell us all about diapers. Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. And thank you for well, including diapers show. as a kink. <laughs> yeah, our pleasure. Believe me, because, again, it's just one of those areas that not only have we not explored, we don't see it a whole lot at the different events. And not to say we don't see it on occasion, but we don't see it a whole lot. So start off by telling our audience what you mean or by the idea of a of diaper play or a diaper fetish. Yeah. So diaper play is exactly what you think it is. It involves diapers <laughs> on grown adults. So this could be, you know, it kind of goes under ABDL, which could be adult baby or diaper lover. They could go into the whole age regression part of the play and revert back to specific age as an adult baby, or they could just be strictly a diaper lover, an individual who just loves the feeling of diapers and the multitude of things that you can do with them. So I I have to admit, you say there's a multiple multitude of things you could do with them. I can't think of many. 
I can think of one or two, like literally one and two. Other than that, so what, what else is, is there? Is it just I mean, the feel of wearing them? You can elaborate on one and two, right? Which is now you're getting into controlling their bladder. Okay. And controlling how much fluids they intake or controlling how long they can hold an enema or forcing them to have to mess themselves by putting various things in their bum. (laughs) And on top of that, it also kind of acts as like a chastity device, right? It's something that's covering the genitals now. And so it limits the amount of sensations they can have on their genitals. So that's a fun part as well. You can layer on so many of them (laughs) and it creates kind of like a bubble force field shield type of thing. And that becomes real fun for people who are scared of uh, CBT. <laughs> okay. And they're just like, oh, I have a pillow in between my legs now. And it also creates a sense of bondage because you create so many paddings now that the individual is limited with closing their legs, keeping them exposed yeah. and open. Very, okay. very cool. I can go that on and on, but yeah. <laughs> but those are just a bunch of things that I hadn't even thought about. Side note. If I ever were to try CBT. I was just thinking the same thing. I've got it out now. I said, yes, but first I must stop by the store and get a 12. Well, you'll see. <laughs> yes. I am so excited for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you do end up layering that many, get a multitude of different sizes, you know, because you can't just do like all mediums because then it doesn't fit you anymore. So you need like small, medium, large, extra large. So the extra large can go over all of the other diapers. <laughs> now, speaking of which, we're, we're talking about diapers. So is sizing a challenge or, and I just don't know much about adult diapers, or do they come in enough sizes that there is a small, medium, large, extra large? Yeah, sizing, I think they do a pretty good job on sizing. And I feel like it's the same as having a baby, right? You want the correct size on the individual. Same with panties. You just want the correct size in any case. And various brands have all done a pretty good job of going all, I think I have a pack of like XXL, I believe. And those are pretty big, which, um, uh, yeah, I have a few, few big adult babies who are just happy with those. (laughs) So is it like diapers with the sticky tabs on the sides or is it the like adult underwear, like pull-ups? You can have pull-ups, but the adult diaper world will be like, those aren't real diapers. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like the in-between, you know, of like women's pads and diapers. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I think the whole part of diapers is having the lure of pulling on the tabs and sticking it into place, right? Where it's like, oh, these tabs better not come off now. I know if you'll pull them off. And they also have some that are Velcro now too. 
which at first I was like, "Eh, that's not as cool. But now that I've played with them a lot more, it's like, oh, it's so nice to like hear the Velcro and like play with Mm -hmm. that aspect and like Velcro other things onto their diaper. So I've got to imagine that when somebody comes to you for and for the you know the first time they broach the subject of diaper plays, I, I would guess it's a pretty challenging conversation for them. I mean, as you know, as out there to some people as spanking and flogging and that kind of stuff is, even within the fetish community, uh, diaper wearers may not get the same level of acceptance that some of the more common fetishes and kinks would. Yeah, so, absolutely. So do they have, is it a challenging conversation for them? That Do you really got to coax them to walk through that it's okay to share what they're looking for? Actually not. Because I do so many interviews and porn clips about it, they're just like, oh my gosh, she's into it too. And then it's kind of like a word vomit, right? Like I finally met somebody that I can finally talk to. And then it's just like, well, there, calm down. I know you're super excited. <laughs> Let's sit and talk. Okay, tell me. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's refreshing and it's nice that they feel so much comfort in opening up and sharing that space with me. Um, yeah. It's great. I think it should be talked about more often. It's It should have more exposure because I feel like, you know, pre-internet and pre-everything, everybody thought that they were alone in their kink, in their specific mm-hmm. fetish. And now I feel like this one in particular has been a little bit of an outcast. And I just want to shine more light and bring it back with everything else and be like, it's okay. You can have this at a play party too. You know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but not everything is everybody's cup of tea. And that's fine. Absolutely. That makes sense. So for you as the leader in that scene, as the, uh, and I don't know, is there a terminology for the person that puts a diaper on someone? Um, it depends on what role you're playing. So I could still be the dominatrix, right? The dom who's telling them to put on the diaper. Or I could play the mommy role, the babysitter role, or whatever caretaker, caregiver role, right? Or the medical profession. That's a pretty Mm -hmm. fun one too. When you get all medical on them and they're like, oh, you lost control of your bowels. That's hilarious. Then go on with that. So. So what is it for you though? What are you getting out of that? I mean, I understand, I know what it feels like to, well, I, you know what? I don't have a clue, right? What is, what is the, the, the feed for the top in this type of a scene? It's, it's a multitude of things. A, I find it to be incredibly cute. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like the most emasculating thing, right? It's like, oh, you're a baby now. How cute and hilarious. It's adorable to me to look at a man or a woman in a diaper and be like, oh, you're so cute. Helpless. It's it's that helpless look of them. And yeah, it's also like kind of like a when you put a bell on your cat and they walk around and you can hear the cat wherever they go because it's 
springing. Same thing mm-hmm. with diapers. You put a diaper on someone, as soon as they move, you can hear the crinkles and you're just like, ah, did I tell you to move? <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> so you, you were saying, you, you mentioned men a couple of times and then threw woman in there. Is it, I don't know that I've ever seen a woman in a diaper. It's usually guys. Do you find that to be the case? I think in the realm of my work, I attract more men. Okay. But in my play life and stuff, there are a lot of women out there who also enjoy being in diapers. I think diapers is universal. You know, you can be any gender. <laughs> right, right. The diapers pick you. Never... You don't pick the diaper. <laughs> yeah. I Like I said, the few times I've seen it, I've just never seen a woman in a diaper at a kink event. So kind of curious about that. Oh, I have though. Yeah, I have. Cool. But uh, cool. not not as many as men. Mm-hmm. And I think that also in turn goes around with maybe like being mama's boy. Oh, uh, yeah. And so you're playing the nurturing role of the dom and dom who's um, providing, you know, care and protection for your little submissive who's just like, really helpless please don't don't hurt me <laughs> but actually do hurt me <laughs> is it is it common for bdsm play to be mixed with diaper play or do you have a lot of people that it's two separate entities all together they don't want to be spanked or they don't want to be flogged they just want to be the, the diaper aspects I think for me specifically, because I enjoy both realms, I mesh it in a lot. So I'm not just like the, here, you're in the diaper and now you're going to color your coloring book. I'm mm-hmm. more of like, you're in the diaper, you're going to color that coloring book. And every time you make a mistake or something, you're going to get punished. So I'm like throwing in a multitude of different aspects within that play. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. So uh, one more question for you, if you don't mind. How does someone get started? How would you recommend somebody get started? Is there a book? Is there a website? That's a good question. I would say just for me, the best way I get started in anything is literally just jumping into the deep end. so instead of like reading or like you know watching a few videos i'm like go out there and buy your own diaper and put them on (laughs) and once you put it on you'll kind of feel like it's the whole journey of that right it's like going to the store buying these adult diapers checking out at the cash register and feeling like this nervousness of like oh a stranger thinks that I can't hold my bladder or I have like uncontrollable bowel moments and that like that already plays into it right and then like walking home with this and it's not something that you can hike a pack of diapers is like something you gotta hold you know so you're like walking home with this thing for everyone to see (laughs) and then when you get home you're just like ah I got to put this on myself and like trying to figure it out on that whole aspect. And then the fun part begins of like 
drinking a ton of water and being like, okay, do I actually wet my diaper or is that going to be so gross? Like I just literally pissed myself and now I have to sit in here in my stink. <laughs> like, and it becomes like um, retraining your body, right? Because obviously when you're young, you never thought about this. You just went in your diaper. And as an adult, you're just like, oh, I can't do this here. That's not right. I should go into a private space to do number one or number two. And then if you can control it, you can be like, oh, I'm literally peeing in the living room right now. (laughs) And nobody knows. (laughs) So it's like so many different aspects to it. Um, And of course, you can continue on with that with like, oh, well, how many times can you wet your diaper before it starts spilling out? And that becomes an issue or, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> or until someone knows because they're so stinky and then the whole stinking like uh embarrassing play comes into it right being outed like oh you wet your pants through your diaper <laughs> cool very cool a <laughs> yeah. lot more um depth to this topic than i expected it would be i appreciate <laughs> you with it. so uh miss may ling the adorable dom where can people find out more about you and those clips that you mentioned and all things you? All things me is best found on my website, missmailing.com. That's M-I-S-S-M-A-E-L-I-N-G.com. And then from there, you can click under clips and they'll link you to my I Want Clips and Clips for Sale store. And then, yeah, there's a blog post. There's a couple blog posts on there about diapers itself, even how to choose your diapers and stuff, the top 10 diapers for diaper players. <laughs> so oh, that's cool. where you want to get started. Yeah, you figure it out there. And it breaks it down pretty- like from my submissive's um, point of view, right? Which diaper is the best? Why do they rate it that way? Which ones are super puffy? Which ones are super crinkly? Which ones have really good tabs? Um, yeah. Cool. Because I wouldn't even have thought of that. <laughs> I mean, cool. there's reviews for everything. So there's so many products out there. You're just like, I only want the best. <laughs> sure. so, it's yeah. been a pleasure to talk to you tonight and learn a lot. It's fantastic that uh, Dawn and I, after being around for a little bit, see that we still have a lot of things we don't know about. Um, So thank you very much. We appreciate you being on the show tonight. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited for your uh, diaper CDT. (laughs) (laughs) Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or head over to YouTube and rate us over there, wherever you watch. Or just tell your friends. We appreciate the interactions, the comments, the emails. Feel free to reach out to us, either via Discord, Facebook, Instagram, or just write us, Dan and Dawn, at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.